Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. Uh, the Bible says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, someone say due season. In due season, we might reap. It says we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone. Somebody say everybody. And especially to those who are of the household of faith. I want to share with you for the next few moments. I mean, that passage could preach all by itself. Uh, but I want to just share some thoughts and some commentary that I believe will be helpful. You know, the Lord has really, I believe, compelled me uh, for this next season um, to preach um, parallel to our experience and what we're navigating and going through as a church. In fact, if you look at Jesus and how it is that he spoke and some of the most um, powerful things that he shared were adjacent or in alignment with random things that were happening uh, in their day-to-day -day lives. And so I believe that as the Lord has put it in our heart, that as our church is moving forward, and if we are, as we are in the process of transition, that it actually... Um, has come to our knowledge that many of you are also in transition. And I think it not strange. I don't think that is a coincidence. But I think that indeed it is divine. That if God has called you to be a part of this church, that in many cases, what is happening with this house is happening with your house. And so I believe that it's my responsibility as your pastor to be able to share things that will be helpful to you that will um, inspire you as is a part of our heart and our culture to walk out everything that God has called you to do and, and everything that he has called you to be. Amen, somebody. Amen. You know, and I just want to share this yesterday because uh, as of today is when we officially um, have ended our lease uh, with the old building. Come on, somebody celebrate some newness in here today. Listen. And I mean, it was a ton of work. Um, getting, you know, getting out of a, see some of y'all, you know how hard it is to just move from house to house. Imagine moving an entire church and all of the things that are there that we have accumulated over the course of four years. And so it's been a lot of tireless, you know, work as it pertains to putting things together and making this transition into what God has called us to. And yesterday I had the honor and the privilege, man, um, in the building for the last time, the last thing that we did in that building was that we had a Serve City Mandem gathering. Yeah. Mandem, big up yourself. Come on. So listen, it was incredible. We got there, man. All of the Serve City Mandem were there. A lot of you, I know, were unable to make it or didn't come through, but it was crazy, man. We had an incredible time. You want to talk about men of God, men that are imperfect, but God is doing a work in their lives. Man, just, just messed up my heart, man, to hear. Don't tell me that men don't share. Don't tell me that church is just for women. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me. See, you know, and, and, and the thing about it that excited me so much um, in being in that room, 
as a pastor and being able to um, hear this because these men, many of them, were responsible for this stage I'm standing on right now. Not only this, but also in the transition, picking up stuff, moving things. They're responsible, hearing how they're testifying about how each of them were praying for each other. And through the week, how when one is down, that they shoot text messages from one to another and are encouraged. They're not jealous of one another, but they can big one another up. That they can share. This stuff just blew my mind. And the reason why uh, it blew my mind is because it goes back to uh, when we were in this movie theater the first time. When we were back in this movie theater the first time, uh, you know, Pastor Michelle on a post that I made recently as, uh, you know, the Surf City man, them were carrying out the Hammond organ and, you know, out the building and down the stairs and all this stuff. And I was just bigging them up because I'm so grateful for them. And Pastor Michelle came on there and she said, you know, Pastor, this is incredible because I remember, she said, the prayer meetings, track with me. Where when we used to, we didn't have, we would just meet here on Sundays and then we had an office spot down the road at morning, right there uh, at Morningside and Shepherd. We used to call the spot. And it used to be prayer meetings. And at those prayer meetings, it was me, Pastor Chantal, and a bunch of women. And the women would be in there. And I'm, and I'm like, man, you don't, I'm like, men, you don't know what you're missing out on. Because in that moment, the women used to be in there and they used to be crying out. They used to be like, the women used to be like, God, send men to lead us. Send men to cover us. They, it wasn't just send me a husband, but it was send men that can stand up. Come on, somebody. And be signposts and to be covers and to be examples for our young men. Come on, somebody. It shouldn't adjust. They were, you know, they're like, cool, Pastor Andrew's cool, but it shouldn't just be me in this prayer meeting. And we prayed and we cried out and we sought the Lord and, you know, we begun. And, and the fact of the matter is that after we started this and we would pray and we would seek God, that it was very rare we would see maybe one man show up. Come on. And two men. And, and before you know it, these years have passed. And now there are countless men that call Surf City home. And they say, yes, let's celebrate what Jesus does. And I mean, these men are no joke, fam. They will pray. Don't let the tats and the jeans fool you. I'm telling you, these men will pray the devil up off of some of y'all. Some people with three P got more power than men in three-piece suits from time to time. Come on, somebody. And I just love seeing God do a work in the men of our church, but it did not start this way. And it's very easy. Come on. It's very easy to uh, cut the grass and then two twos, you turn around and the grass has grown. And you forget the process that it took for growth to happen if you would have told me that this would have happened now in this season if you would have told me that the men that like Deacon PG and like Rob and like others that are around that are here in this church that they would be here and they would be calling Surf City home I would have said you're a liar because I couldn't even see it at the time but at that moment all I had was a word from the Lord and a prayer and the Bible makes it clear that the prayers of the righteous avail much and watch this when God called us to come back to this theater the Lord said when I said God why would you call us back here uh, in this season before we go to what it is that you're calling us to in the future and God said sometimes I gotta bring you back where you started from so you can see how much you've grown I'm about to run out of this place right here. There's some of y'all that were wondering why you've been encountering people from the past. 
up to yesterday at a gas station in Oshawa, I saw a man from high school when I was in a completely different place and he bumped up on me and we're just like, oh, oh, oh. Like it was insane to see him, but it was amazing because I was able to look at him and tell him about where I am now. Although you knew me in the past, I wonder if it's a witness in this place. You might not be where you want to be and have it all together, but I wonder if it's anybody in this place that can look back maybe just a year or two from now a, a year back or two from now and say I'm so grateful that God has brought me to where I am right now and many of us have forgotten and we've got an amnesia over what God has already done but I wonder if it's anybody just for the next 10 seconds that can put those hands together and give God praise for progress someone in the chat put praise God for progress he'll bring you back I mean I'll never forget man and then I look now and when I come to this place I remember uh, how God how, I remember when all of the various people uh, lives have been changed and transformed I remember Andrew Ross getting decided to get baptized right in the in the hallway in the back come on somebody I remember Sylvia that serves in kids and with the merch I remember her getting baptized out there in the lobby I remember uh, Dwayne Cummings come on Dwayne uh, that you Mr. Dwayne that used to teach our kids and all of this and when he he trusted Christ and God used him to call other people. I remember I look back and I see how God did it one man by one man by one man begun to build his church to the point now where we don't even look anything like what it did when we got started. Don't forget where you came from. The devil has been duping many of you to misuse the presentation of the past that God has brought before you in this season. He's been, you've been misusing it because you've been allowing it to push you back instead of pushing you forward. You've been allowing it to become an ankle bracelet as opposed to becoming a springboard. Come on somebody. And so I want, as we're talking about moving forward, because that's what we're doing as a church. Oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach this faith thing all the way through until we get the keys to whatever building we're getting ready to walk into. I'm going to preach this faith thing until that business that God put in your heart. Come on. Until you get that building. Come on. I'm going to preach this faith thing until that book that God called you to that you write it. I'm going to preach it until your family is restored. Can I talk about it today? I'm going to preach until the debt and the back of poverty is broken off of your generational line. I am going to preach until depression comes up off of you and that thing will come up and be broken off of you and your loved ones until Jesus is standing up in every area of your life. We're going to preach this faith thing. Are you with me on this morning? And I love this because it didn't start this way and we can look back and we look back as a reference point to celebrate where God has brought us from. And as we're moving forward today, as we're moving forward, there are many of you that are in a place where you are not necessarily seeing the growth as of yet. And this is important. As you're moving forward, you have to make sure that you're moving forward and not allowing weariness to kick in. Because the fact of the matter is that hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And so there are many of you are like, Pastor, this sounds good, and yeah, 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 I'm excited, and all this. And then two twos after you get started with doing what God told you to do, 
you don't see any progress. And there are many of us, I want to tell you this, in this very same theater where a couple hundred of you are sitting today. I will never forget when God told us to start the church. Now everybody sees the hundreds in person and the hundreds online and the thousands online that connect with us and all of this. And I want you to understand the first day I remember we were here and we had 180 people show up. And then the next Sunday, and that was including kids, probably about, uh, probably about 150 people in here, right? And then the rest were children. And then I remember the next day, Pastor Chantal and I were standing right there. And then we turned around and we were like, okay, Jesus, week one was cool. Where are all the people? It was 180, and then it went to 90. And then we were like, and imagine, a portion of that were children. So we turned around and we're like, all the people are gone. Then what was the next number after that? Then it went to 44. And we're like, Jesus, I thought we were supposed to be growing the church, not shrinking the church. Is my preaching really that bad? And then it kept going down. And what was the lowest day that we had? 34 people was the lowest day that we had and it kept going down and I'm telling you with all this setting up and tearing down with all the effort that was put in it got us to the place where we're like Jesus what on earth is happening here is it really worth it for us to be doing all this for just a couple people and I want you to understand uh, that the fact of the matter is if we were setting all of this up just for one person come on somebody that one person needed to be here to hear the love of Jesus and experience it. And I'm telling you that what you see now is because we did not quit based upon what we saw in the moment. We clung to his word and kept on moving forward. There's somebody that the devil has been trying to dupe you out of the progression of the Lord. I'm here to tell you that the reason why you can't get me to come off of this wall is because I was up here when it was nobody up here. Come on somebody preaching like it was hundreds of y'all before you came in these seats and I'm going to continue preaching the same way and we're going to continue loving every single person as if it's just one of y'all in here because it's not about the numbers it is about obedience to what Christ has called you to do I'm almost done but look at the text I'm not lying verse 7 of Galatians chapter 6 do not be deceived God is not mocked whatever one sows that will he also reap I can't preach on that right now but I want you to know what you sow is what you're going to reap. I'm telling you, uh, karma copied us. And we don't go to the extent of karma. See, it's a lot of stuff you don't realize that people borrow from scripture. The fact of the matter is that we don't believe karma in that what you do in this life, you're going to come back in another life as an ant or something. Uh, that's not what we believe. But we do believe that scripture encourages that what you sow in this life is what you're going to reap. And if you sow to the flesh, he says that you'll reap corruption but if you sow to the spirit or what the spirit leads you to do you will reap eternal life verse 9 and let us not grow weary in doing good notice this he tells us he says somebody said he tells me he says he says he tells me let he says let us not grow weary in other words uh he's this isn't something that god has to do for you this is something that you have to do with the help of God for yourself. 
There are times that come that are going to challenge you, that are going to challenge you and cause difficulty in your spirit. But you have to make the decision that even if you turn around after the place was full and see the place empty, that God is not a liar. And if I, if I don't grow weary and instead continue to do what he has called me to do, look at what the text says. He says, for in due season, you will reap if you do not give up. Somebody say if. 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 That's the clause. If. There's an if clause. If you do not get up here. I want to tell you this today. That too many of us, you don't get what the, you don't get to the reaping because you have gotten weary and you've quit before the harvest how many of us have given up before the harvest and unfortunately you got tired you got weary you 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 turned around remember we preached about peter last week you can go and watch part two of the move forward series and peter starts walking on the water god is doing something miraculous in him and then he starts looking at the waves and the wind because as i told you god calls him to walk on the water but does not call the waves and the wind to cease and so he's walking in the midst of the waves and the wind and he starts getting distracted and then he begins to sink and there are many of you that are walking forward but you're getting distracted and as you're walking forward you are getting weary and there are some of you you're not there yet but there are things in your future uh, that are going to pop up I don't care how saved you are I don't care how much tongues you talk in I don't care how much you know the Bible back to front if you know it good enough you'll realize that there is suffering that is in all of our future there are things are not always going to be peachy keen but the promises of God are not circumstantial. They are not based on what is going on in our lives. And my encouragement to you is to not grow weary. Pro prophesy to your neighbor. Tell them, if you don't get weary, come on, tell them. You will reap. Oh my, that ought, to, that ought to put some excitement in somebody. Look at your next neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, the Bible said it. Come on, tell them, I didn't make it up. You will reap if you don't give up. Woo, that rhymed. You need to look at the next neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, the Bible says it. I didn't make it up. You will reap if you don't give up. Oh, touch yourself. Top aside to yourself. Say, self. Oh, self. You will reap if you don't give up. Oh, I love it. He said, somebody ought to celebrate that right there, man. Listen, listen, you will reap. I don't know what God has put in your heart or what he will put in your heart, but you ought to trust him. And notice this, I'm giving you, so don't give up. Don't give up before the harvest. Uh, if you give up before the harvest, you won't stick around long enough to see what God is going to cause to grow up in that field that you have been plowing in. Come on, somebody. And I want to tell you this uh, because some of us think that your harvest is attached to the response of the people you sow into. <sighs> can i tell you that god will still bless you even if people mean mug you when you're good to them their selfishness their lack of gratefulness is not going to determine or hinder the goodness and the harvest of god for your life 
let them keep screw face you keep smiling come on somebody let them be mean to you somebody's catching this right now you continue to sow and do what it is that God has called you to do watch him continue to still bless you even when people don't respond the way that is ideal but I love this because he goes on and he says in due season we will reap if we do not give up I love it I mean uh, see some of us uh, if you're like me you like the fall season uh, someone sees where I'm going uh, there are others of you you're excited because the spring season is here uh, there's some of y'all that are super excited that summer is getting ready to come come on somebody oh I heard some woos yo y'all need to you, we need to work on our woos okay but not only this, some of us are excited about summer and then there's some waste people that really love winter. I don't know. <sighs> but anyway, whatever season you love, I love the fact uh, that there's a season that comes, come on, uh, that God can cause to show up right in the middle of the summer. Come on. There's a season that God can, that can, God can cause to show up right in the middle of the winter come on somebody there's a season that God can cause to show up in the fall or in the spring somewhere so someone sees where I'm going and it's called due season come on and there are many of you that think that God's due season for your life is based upon what's happening but I'm excited that all that is required for the harvest in my life is for me to continue to be faithful to do what God has called for me to do and as long as I am faithful due season might as well might show up and slap you right in the face when you least expect it and so in the text I want to encourage you that we've got to get to the place that we don't get weary as we're moving forward church God has called you see it might seem might seem that like you're starting all over again by coming back to square one but you're not starting over again uh, at the very beginning you're starting again at another level <sighs> you know in super mario i'm done the real ones used to play super nintendo or nintendo uh, uh, y'all are awfully quiet it's, i think it's some sega mans in here or something i don't know sega no. But it's amazing because in Super Mario World, and even in Nintendo, but especially in Super Mario World, it was incredible um, that, you know, you would go and you would beat all of the levels, and then it would be incredible because you would get to a boss. And then you get to the boss, and then you start again in another world. And so it's like, oh my gosh, the, 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 the ground opens up, and you see all of these new areas that you've got to go and deal with. Come on, somebody. And it looks like you're starting over again. But I hear Aladdin. It's a whole new world. Come on. A new fantastic point of view. I just came to preach to somebody. I'm here to tell you that it might seem at times like you're being pulled back for backward. But God is just showing you how far he has brought you. It's a whole nother world. I dare you to get to the place where you say, I am no longer moving backwards. I am no longer being trapped 
by the past. I'm not looking back to lament over what has happened or what is gone, but I want to celebrate what I have left and how I have grown. Somebody ought to give God the praise for growth in this place. This all sounds great, but I do not know this God that leads and directs and calls people to move forward. You're like, Pastor, who, who is this? I want to begin a relationship with him. We would be remiss if we ended today without giving you a chance to trust this Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And so today, if you don't know him, he calls you. He died for your sins. He died because he knew that you didn't have it together and wouldn't have it together. And not only did he die for your sins, but he rose from death with all power and now extends to you and to me eternal life. Life that flows from the finished work that he did on the cross. And how now is someone's asking, do I become a beneficiary of what he has done? Well, the Bible sums it up in three things. Someone say three things. It says that you ought to repent. Someone say repent so we repent meaning that we acknowledge we are sinners in need of God's salvation and we turn and we put our faith someone say believe believe that you came Jesus I believe that you died I believe that you rose from death with all power in your hands and I in this moment want you to be the Lord and the boss of my life and then we are baptized someone say be baptized the Bible not only says to repent and believe, but it says to be baptized. Those who believe and are baptized shall be saved. And so we seal it in the water. We go down identifying with Christ's death and unifying with his death and coming up out of the water, unifying with his resurrection. And I cannot wait to have our first baptism here in this year. Can we celebrate it in advance? Come on. Somebody, your step in moving forward today is making that decision to repent, believe, and be baptized. And so I call you to do so uh, on today. Glory to our God. Or you may have run away from Christ, and I want to tell you, you may have moved away from Him, but He has not run away from you. And so today, if you want to trust Him for the first time or recommit your life to Him, there's a link that will be on the screen for those in the house. And for those watching online right here, for those listening, go to servecity.ca forward slash connection card. Fill it out. Let us know about your decision on today. Don't leave without making that decision. And we will call and connect with you. Some of you, I just sense the power of the Lord on your heart today. Glory to God. But in this moment, uh, let's take a second and just celebrate each and every single person who has made a decision for Christ today. Glory to our God. And also our online audience as they go. God bless you.